Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Critics on a Bus. How are you, Paul? Uh, I'm doing really well, really, really well. How are you? I am doing wonderfully, thank you. What are we reviewing today? Today we are reviewing Bombshell which is a 2020 film in the UK. It was released in the UK in 2020, very early on in the year, I think January, February time. Um, but it recently arrived on Amazon Prime. And since we're in lockdown and heading right towards another national lockdown, it's only fitting that we, we review it now. Yes, Bombshell. Actually, is, is the title itself is quite a clever play on words. Bombshell uh, having a double meaning here. So one being like an, a, a kind of an unexpected bad event also it can be used as a term for a very attractive person someone's a bombshell and those are both relevant uh, because the film follows a group of women at fox news which is a news channel in the u.s and they are setting out to expose multiple cases of sexual harassment, uh, in particular coming from the CEO, whose name is Roger Ailes, who was eventually removed from the company. This was all decently high profile news. We kept up with it. I, can't, I remember seeing some of this stuff in the news when it was happening, but I would imagine it would have been a lot more high profile in the US because of the people involved and the fact that people you know watching the news would know all the characters and just to do this backwards it's directed by jay roach <laughs> who directed austin powers have you seen the austin powers movies no neither have i okay but, <laughs> <laughs> but i know that some people really enjoy them and it stars charlie's throne nicole kidman margot robbie john lithgow and many others let's start as we always do by going going spoiler free just in case people haven't seen it so tell me some things that you liked about this film i really like the performances i think the film based itself around nicole kidman charlotte's theron and margot robbie and i think the three of them do a really good job in their characters in their stories they bring really good i think margot robbie especially i think she got a nomination for this film her and Charlize Theron, yes. And Charlize Theron, yeah. They, like, especially Margot Robbie, get, she does a really good portrayal of what happens because, you know, the, the whole film kind of is what kickstarted the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. I think she does a really good portrayal of how easy the the road is to to fall into the trap of, of you know, the, the abuse that you can suffer in, in their workplace. And so, and just the, the way that that's kind of portrayed, I think... I think I think generally all the performances are really they all play you know very real people who are still alive and have real kind of personalities and probably in a way I seem quite connected to the movie because I get the sense of that from the very from the ending and so I I think that yeah they perform really well really strong solidly cast that's probably the the biggest thing I like about them is that the fact they they got I think the right people for this film. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. Uh, in fact, uh, Charlize Theron was a producer on mm. this, uh, as well as then starring in it. And for me as well, I, I think the performances were definitely uh, the best thing about this film. I feel like they, like you say, in particular, Margot Robbie, a difficult role to play, having to portray certain emotions, particularly uh, discomfort and difficulty in knowing how to 
uh, step out a very kind of emotional role and I think she did an excellent job same, same goes for Nicole Kidman who's in it has slightly less screen time Charlize Theron has uh, I think the most screen time and she does an excellent job John Lithgow who plays Roger Ailes who I'm a big fan of because uh, he also plays Winston Churchill in The Crown I thought that he did an excellent job playing just one of these not very nice people to put it to put it mildly I thought I thought that he he played the role exceptionally and mm. there were a few others uh, very kind of not too much screen time but but Kate McKinnon she plays Margot Robbie's friend and I think thought that she did a, an excellent job as well so yeah performances all around were pretty good the other thing that I would just say in terms of things that I liked spoiler free is I feel like they handled the the subject matter sensitively Mm. And I think that, you know, films that expose cases like this, films that bring awareness to things as important as this, uh, I'm definitely fully behind. When it comes to the to the to the subject matter of sexual harassment and which is what the film is about, it's very clear that that's what it's about. I think it's very clear, but also very discreet at the same time. Mm. So, they, they, you know, it's very obvious what the problem is. But I think, especially because a lot of these people are still alive and probably still living this experience, you know, it's very respectful of what they've all gone through. Mm-hmm. It's never graphic or, you know, obscene or mm-hmm. it, it, it almost respects them as people and allows you to fill in the blanks sometimes, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, and it, it, yeah, it does so, you know, in a way that respects the stories of the people involved without minimizing or toning down the seriousness of what these people have experienced. I think you're right. I think it handles that exceptionally well. Yeah. Okay. So what did you not like about the film? So my big thing, and I'll get a lot, a lot further into this in the, into the spoiler section of the, of the review is I didn't like the style in which the film was made and what I mean by that is how it didn't know what its style was. It does a few things where it changes the style of the film throughout the film and it's it's a bit unsure and I wish it just stuck with one. And that, that kind of always irritated me. It, I, I watched it in the cinema way back in February. I did a very instant review of it on, on our Instagram and that bugged me back then. And it still bugs me now watching it a second time. I, was like, I still kind of irritates me that they kept changing their style. I don't think that worked well for them, to be honest. And... We'll get into this further. Time. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, Cameron's uh, most common pet peeve here. Yeah. <laughs> if you get the time wrong, Cameron will... Uh... I'll pick up on it. <laughs> yep. Yep. S- similar issues on my side. It was just the overall presentation for me that I've, I felt was lacking. I feel like sometimes it lacked a certain level of depth, which is interesting given that I previously have said, you know, previously just said that that it handles the topic, uh, the subject matter well. It does. But in terms of the weight that could have been brought to this, I feel like it was at times a little bit too, a little bit too surface level, a little bit too flashy and quick, but not carrying the weight that it perhaps could. I feel like it, it didn't really crescendo in a way that it could have. It felt a tiny bit formless at times. And the the weight of the story wasn't, I don't feel, being being pushed through 
and like kind of gotten across to the uh, to the audience as well as it could have been. Okay, so final question then in the spoiler free, would you recommend? I would recommend. I do think it's very important that we highlight the issues of this film. Yeah, no, I would recommend. Would you recommend? I would. I would recommend it, like you say, mainly because it's a it's a real life story. The performances are incredibly strong and it's an incredibly topical, important issue. And so for those reasons, I would recommend it. I would just have, you know, the asterisks that the presentation ultimately could be better. Right. Let us now give a warning for spoilers. So if you have not seen this, if you don't want any of the plot points or anything to be spoiled, then then uh, click away now. But we're going to now do a deep dive into starting with the story. Talk to me about what you thought of the story and in particular the portrayal of the story. Obviously with the story, it's based on real events. The the. The fall of Roger Ailes and the, I guess, the scandal at Fox News was a very public affair. The the lawsuit by Gretchen Carlson, that was very public. And so they have a lot of details to go on. I thought that, I did think with the story, it can be hard to follow. Because yeah, I would agree. The, I mean, the opening, we meet, we meet um, Megyn Kelly, which is Charles Theron character, have a spa with Donald Trump on the run up to his first presidency campaign in a, in a debate. And then it's almost like a scene later. She basically lets him off with it in an interview. She then lets him off with an interview and makes a statement that it, there's been a real crappy year, paraphrased from weird words. And so in the space of a scene, we've gone a whole year. And that is really, I mean, really kind of messed up. And then from my understanding... I re- I think the most of the film happens in the space of like ten days, like the yeah. lawsuit and the investigation and everything to the to the release and the fall of Roger Ailes, and the coming out from all these women about the experiences they've had with him prior to Fox, and during Fox, um, especially with Margot Robbie's character, was all really in a really short, short space of time. But it's really hard to understand that. Mm-hmm. It's not very clearly laid out. It's not like it scores like it, it 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 would almost have been better if like a, a single second of the film had been like boom Friday you know six of July yeah. instead of like a little like kind of thumbnail at the bottom made very very specifically made it kind of Friday. This is also getting into the the time making which I have with the film, but focusing back on the plot, I think I mean the material is very strong. It's very well documented. And I think that they are really respectful. What I like is they they don't they're not for, this film isn't forcing the women to relive the sexual harassment mm-hmm. because that's obviously a very traumatic experience for women to go through for anyone to go through and to have that happen at work and to feel like there is nothing else you can do bar let this man do these things for me because I want to I'm ambitious I want to do something with my life especially in America where the the the, the um, employment laws are atrocious you could be fired on the spot and um, with no reason and i think that the film is very good at, at showcasing and portraying the the horrible things they've had to go through and the actors play a very good kind of way of like showcasing that emotional trauma without being graphic about the harassment that they've experienced so it, i think it does very well the plot in respecting the women and not having them kind of have to relive or rewatch the trauma that they've experienced in their life. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I would 100% agree. And that's why we were saying earlier that, you know, it, it handles it well because it doesn't dwell too much on the sexual harassment itself. It's not like it seeks to dramatise that in a way that, like you say, could cause trauma to resurface for those who are watching who have experienced such things. It, it does handle it in a, in a sensitive way but not in a frivolous way, in a way that kind of gives it the gravity it deserves, but without getting too kind of artistic about it, without getting too going in, in too depth into the harassment itself. But you still feel that it's affected the characters deeply. Something that's interesting is that, that Margot Robbie's character, Kayla Pospisil, even though this is ultimately based on real events her character is fictional i thought that was yeah i thought that was an interesting choice though because my and i i assume i could be wrong but my assumption is that that she is kind of meant to be an amalgam amalgamation of Mm. different stories different experiences she's obviously one one person who represents many yeah that that would be my thought that'd be my sense is to to give a personification to the experiences of many people so the audience can relate to that one experience and right so yeah i I agree with that i think that's probably what it is right and what's so interesting about her character is that she's she's new she wants to get ahead she thinks that she's perhaps a bit more cutthroat than others you know she's willing to put herself out there and and she she you know, orchestrates this meeting with Roger Ailes. She scoffs at, you know, Megan Kelly for telling her to be cautious. Or, you know, she's she seems like she is very competitive. But then, unfortunately, her uh, naivety of, of how awful the situation is behind closed doors becomes apparent when she um, has this encounter with Roger Ailes. And... Similarly as well, when she's speaking with Kate McKinnon's character, Just Carr, she is hearing all these things about Fox News and kind of it's it's kind of funny, it's kind of shocking these stories about these people who have in in the company who have been involved in, in dodgy stuff. But then when she experiences it herself, everything suddenly turns and suddenly it's 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 so dark and her character, the way it's portrayed, her character feels like she, you know, ultimately can't do anything, feels to an extent powerless. What's really interesting on the powerlessness as well is that there's this phenomenal scene where I think Charlene Throne's character, Megan Kelly, has uh, just been made aware that Gretchen Carlson is uh, suing Roger Ailes and then she's in the room with two other women and this other guy uh, played by Rob Delaney and he explains that there is a hotline that can be called in order um, to report sexual harassment. So, you know, at the end of the day, if people did experience it and if they, you know, when they experienced it, the fact that they had, didn't come forward seems telling, at least that's what he's trying to say. And it's perhaps, he's implying at least that, that, that Gretchen Carlson is perhaps just, you know, bitter because she got fired. And Megan Kelly goes on this rant that's really well-written, talking about how it's really just not that simple. You know, the hotline itself, she says it's like having an opinions box in occupied France, I think is the line. Mm. Um, Essentially, you know, you're there, you're going to use a phone that that, uh, Roger Ailes can uh, legally record, you're going to be in a company where everyone's kind of denied. She just describes this environment that just makes it, that, that portrays so fantastically how complicated it is to come forward 
in certain environments. And often criticisms of victims are that, you know, well, why didn't you say sooner? Why are you only saying now? You know, are these types of things. And I feel like the film and that speech in particular kind of got across how complicated it is and the systems of power in place uh, that ultimately would scare someone off. So yeah, it's it's it, it does. It's funny watching films like this where you really do see when it's laid out in front of you, such as these sexual harassment cases and the um, the culture behind Fox News and almost the deniability that everyone has when. Kayla goes to her friend and says something happened and her friend's like don't involve me right yeah it's a good scene yeah you know that kind of shows you like they know it's happening Mm -hmm. but she's so afraid for her job that she's like don't don't involve me like no I'd rather not be involved it'd be better for both of us if I wasn't involved in protecting herself and it, you know, when you see that kind of culture and that sort of thread laying throughout the film, and it's so obvious in Barry, like, how did no one do anything? Especially, I, I really loved the um, the female who was Team Roger the whole way. She was, like, the, the uh, fanboy yeah. for Roger, and she was yeah. handing out shirts to everybody, and like, wear this Team Roger shirt, like, we're all, yeah. we're all for Roger. And then at the very end, she's wearing a pantsuit, and yeah. she's kind of very clear, like, I'm empowered now that, you know, I'm safe, I don't have to be told of what, how to dress, etc. And it's just like, and it's for me, I remember when I first watched, I was like, I was like, I was like the shocking, like, almost like selfishness and like ignorance that, you know, she fought against women trying to have a voice in this situation. Mm. Actively, you know, they tried to bully Megan Kelly into defending Roger publicly, and they, 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 I perceive it as really passively bullying people into supporting Roger females in the business at least and then on the the minute that it turned out no it was true which you get the sense that everyone sort of knew it was true anyway Mm. was then like no I'm empowered now look at me I'm able to do what I want it's like well if you defended the women who were speaking the truth from the from the get-go it would have been solved so much sooner yeah no yeah, and so I just think the the story really does a really good the plot does lay it out very plainly for you to see and for you to see the parallels and the different types of people within the business and it's very clear I think set out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, and yeah, this this culture of everyone sort of sort of knows that it's going on. That's how a lot of um, celebrities have described uh, everything surrounding Harvey Weinstein. Is this idea that. Uh, they, they, yeah they talk about this idea that it's kind of this unspoken unspoken thing that everyone is aware of and some people might know about but you know people don't act people don't come forward because it's it, you know there are these power structures in place and the person seems to some extent untouchable interestingly on that as well this film started they started working on this before everything that happened with Harvey Weinstein. It kind of makes me think of uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 that we recently reviewed, where kind of they caught a wave that they didn't know that they were going to catch. Yeah. And with this one, I mean, you know, it's, it's as we've said, incredibly topical. And it's interesting to me that it was caught before the wave kind of fully washed over the world. And yeah, the parallels with everything that seemed to be happening with with uh with Harvey Weinstein and so forth are really quite quite striking with that let's talk briefly about performances we've already touched on 
uh, performances. But uh, is there any more that you, you would like to go into there on on the performances? Because I I think they really were the strong point of the film. Absolutely, absolutely. I think for me in particular, I think Margot Robbie. The scene where she's on a date and talking to her mm. friend and confesses that yes, I gave in, and and when she breaks down, she says and she says I I gave in, mm. you know he wore me down and then and and almost kind of retells the the harrowing experience that she had. You really feel for her, you know, because at the very beginning she's she's a young ambitious reporter who thinks that she's found a gap in the market. You know, I, her whole kind of thing of meeting Roger is that there's there's a wave of young conservatives who don't have really a voice on Fox. And she thinks that having a fresh, young face conservative on the TV will like create a whole new market for news and a whole new section for news. And, and that she's the one to drive that forward. And she sees it's like there's a huge gap that I can fill, that I can be a new wave and strand of news. And she's really kind of like happy and excited and then to watch that kind of being broken down in a matter of days, almost, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And for her to break down in the street, she's on a date and she's just in like she's in the kind of a street in the dark, just alone and crying about the harassment and the abuse that she's suffered at the hands of her boss was really powerful i think that's a really strong scene and and you kind of go oh, i'm so sorry like you're you're meant you're built up to feel sorry for her mm-hmm. you should um and i i even the second time i watched it, i was like I, I still feel really bad i knew it was coming i still felt really bad that she and she was so scared of confessing to paul and wise the the lawyers running the case against roger ailes and just to think like what kind of position do you have to be in to be terrified to confess something like that even though there's a woman who's stating things that happen and that whole sort of performance was really well crafted especially considering it was a a made-up character a popular personification of many hundreds of women who experienced harassment and and did experience harassment so and that was almost in a probably way a, a in a way a fictitious story because that may or may not have happened to a vape to any kind of um, person in business so they really do create a good emotive journey and story. And I think Margaret holds that kind of performance really well in particular. I think that was probably one of the strongest performances for me in the film. Mm. Um, I, I think John Lithgow, who plays Roger Ailes, I mean, it's a brave choice to take on a role that's of, of such a, a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he creates someone that is disgusting mm-hmm. you know and i was thinking while you were talking is like you know what's really funny if if what if what happened in the film is close to true that he sexually harassed someone whilst being sued for sexual harassment yeah. well it's just like what, what a character right what a horrible character that you know the confidence they have to do that or like almost like i probably the right they felt they had to do that Mm. Um, but he he plays he, that's such a, a villainy really strong i mean john lithgow is 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 a great performance and like i said you said earlier he, he does a very good churchill in the crown and yeah he he channels a lot of that kind of like almost anger <laughs> it feels like sometimes across yeah it's a, it's a good performance it's it's 
strong and solid. Yeah, but I, I do think Margot was probably the standout for me. But no, I thought performances were the strongest. They got a really good, solid cast across the board. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like there was very, very many weak performances, if any at all. Overall, I... Yeah, no, I agree with you. And we're going to stick with you because you've obviously spoken about how there were some interesting stylistic choices here in terms of the storytelling and you felt like it was inconsistent. Do you want to expand on that? Yes. So there's two major film styles portrayed throughout Bombshell. The first one, it opens with um, a pseudo documentary style. Charlize Theron is fourth wall breaking from the get-go she's speaking to you in the camera she's taking you on a almost like an out of reality tour of the fox office where she's walking around talking to you but the cast around her don't have a perception that she's talking to a camera and that is used intermittently throughout the film and at the very end when gretchen talks to the camera which by the way i want to add do you think when she says in, in when gretchen's fourth wall break where she says when they're like you'll be muslim she's like maybe not and looks at the camera is that almost like a nod to the fact that like their story is put into a film that's what i thought that's what i thought it was okay okay and okay so we've got we've had the roughly some idea so like yeah that that was my thought and i wasn't quite sure if it was just me trying to look for hidden meanings no no no. that's the implication that i got because she looks directly Mm. at the camera so yeah almost like a little wink like a little smirk the film was like the like middle finger to the confidentiality with that yeah so throughout the film, there's this fourth wall breaking style and the rest of it is then just a normal true story dramatization. And that is my issue. And I don't like how they chopped and changed, you know, and they played on like certain tropes. There was one scene where Charlie Storm's character goes into a dressing room and it gets very dark and there's like scary music appears and then the kids pop out. And I just feel that throughout the film, we have got exposition to come up. So... Let's have Megan Kelly introduce it like a news report, like a big investigative like news thing and kind of make it newsy. And then they're like, OK, we've got that out of the way, but we need to get on to the story. Let's just do a film. And then every so often they just dump in these like, odd news reports. That coupled with the fact that there is just very little sense of time, it really makes the film feel very jumbled up and mm. very kind of patchwork. And I think it ruins the impact because I personally feel that the dramatization will probably would have been a, a better format for the story mm-hmm. and just and just allowed us to through the looking glass of the story look at the film and look at what's happening instead of almost trying to give us a relationship with megan kelly and then just like, have us ignored and then it's almost like they were they were like we like what house of cards do let's try and do something very similar <laughs> but it, it doesn't work because you know it's a very different feel and very different tone and so yeah, I I had even Ashing when she watched it with me, she felt a bit not put off by the whole thing, but it just it felt a bit jumbled up mm-hmm. because there was such different styles. You could never kind of sure which scene was going to be which, and that also made that fact when they kept cutting time and years out of or a year out of you know in between two scenes you're you're a bit confused and a bit dazed and trying to catch up with the film and i think there's better ways they could have handled exposition or other things that they tried to do with the fourth wall break do you have any because this is this was my big thing for the to put into the agenda do you have anything to add 
Yeah, no, I feel like you, yeah, you, you, you're putting your finger on something that I was struggling to express when, when, when thinking about the, the film and watching the film. It, it felt jumbled and it felt, I did find it difficult to follow at times. And I wonder whether that was symptomatic of it not just kind of leaning into, you know, just being a normal drama film and making the audience do the work in that way because then there was you know exposition and and there was kind of at the beginning obviously in particular this kind of fourth wall break this kind of quick-witted you know this is this is what's going on and and these are the uh the flaws and floor two is where roger you know and and you feel like okay cool so i'm getting the exposition it's a bit a bit fast but you know okay whatever and then it kind of settles into a normal drama but then it, it it kind of breaks through at the end and and yeah, I, I I would imagine that that inconsistency didn't help the viewer experience. It didn't seem to in my case. I, I yeah, I struggled to follow it at, at certain points. And like you say as well, I feel like what probably would have been best would have been if it would have just done away with the kind of the fourth wall breaking stuff. I feel yeah. like if it committed a bit too much to that, it would have trivialized it, which is I think what they realized. Like you, could, I mean, doing that for certain scenes just would not have worked. But then because you've had it from the beginning, it kind of you expect it at certain points. And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I feel like I'm just saying what you said, just worse. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like it for all its merits for for even though it, it treated the subject very well, even the performances were very good. I found it a bit difficult to follow and I found it jumbled and I feel like it should have just been a straight up drama like spotlight or official secrets as opposed to having this extra feature that was a little bit bizarre in the context so yeah yeah right shall we move on over to critics corner yes so this film is is doing pretty decent it's because it obviously came out a little while ago it's settled it's on a 6.8 on imdb so a bit low a bit low uh, and it is a 64 Metascore, which is a bit more respectable. As we know, anything over 60 on Metascore is pretty impressive. Um, it's a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics, but it has an 84% audience score. So okay. very high on the audience score. But everything else is kind of, yeah, in the 60s, which I think is fair. Yeah, I, I'm surprised because obviously the topic matter is very important. And generally critics are left-leaning and so I thought the combination of that would mean that it would get a bit more buzz I mean it obviously got Oscar nominations it won best hair and makeup which we didn't even go into but just in case you thought there was something weird about Nicole Kidman's face and uh and um Charlize Theron's face they had prosthetics on their face to make them look more like the the people in real life so yeah but but yeah, so it's doing all right, doing all right on the critic side of things, but it doesn't seem to have broken that kind of 70 barrier apart from on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. And speaking of scores, let's now move to our summaries and our own scores. Overall, I think the film boasts a very strong cast. I mean, I, I was interested it from the very moment of the trailer. And the trailer, if you didn't know, was just Margot Robbie Charles Thorne and Nicole Kidman in an elevator and all you could hear was ha 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 do the music very well that's, that's <laughs> thank you um and from that moment I was just really interested because I wanted to know why there was there was such tension in that elevator and it was very good and they boast a, a, a 
strong cast, strong leads, and they deliver and perform really well. They handle a very traumatic, sensitive, poignant, and necessary subject matter with extreme taste and respect but I think directness and clarity. But the film really suffers with a lack of structure. It's not clear as what it wants to be. It's a bit all over the pace and a bit, just a bit jumbled up. And it leaves, I think, almost the viewer a bit dazed and confused at times. And I think I think robs us of a deeper impact than a, just a full dramatization of the story. But overall, it's a it's a it, overall it's a sort of performance, and I think like Trial of Chicago Seven, almost it's a necessary viewing to learn from our mistakes. I think this is a good way for consumer audiences to consume this topic matter and to see injustices laid out so plainly us to progress forward so i think um it, it, it can be difficult to follow and you might get lost so it might but i think it is necessary viewing fair enough yeah no i uh, yeah. i would agree with basically all of that i thought good cast important topic matter a bit jumbled in the presentation on the whole a pretty decent film put a number on it do you know it's actually lost some points since i first watched it okay but i'm going to, i'm going to drop it down slightly ever so slightly i'm going to stay i'm going to put a 7.2 on it fair just because i think it's solid but the time and the film the the style because the, the structure issue just i think irks me more than more and more as i've watched it and thought about it in terms of describing it as a bus it's a good bus it's got a very very friendly driver and it's a great sort of great very on time but it keeps taking diversions on your route and you're a bit unsure where you are sometimes and you may have fallen asleep and woken up with a bit of a start and have to rush off in the end it's probably how i'd describe it fair enough what is your score how much lower are you going than me do you know what <laughs> first of all yeah we need to adjust this from that i always go lower than you but um we we decently close i had written down here a 6.6 6. Oh, that's, that's pretty far okay. is that is that's that what that's half a point yeah i mean okay i but yeah that's that's, that's at least yeah well that's 7.2 6.6 yeah it's in the it's in the it's in the high six range for me uh maybe i could negotiate a 6.7 but <laughs> but yeah it's like it's decent yeah decently solid viewing um and yeah i don't know if it were a bus it would be a bus, but then it's a bus journey yourself where you need to take changes. So you start out on track, but then the bus breaks down. So you need to take another one, um, essentially. But everything ends up OK and you get where you need to go. And, and it's all pretty, uh, pretty chill on the bus and so forth. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Bombshell, have you seen it? What did you think of it? Did you think that they did a good job portraying the real history? Do you share any of our difficulties with the presentation do you have any other comments on it we would love to hear indeed it's on amazon prime right now so do go and watch it because i'm not sure how long it may or may not be on amazon prime because films have been going off and on very quickly so do let us know and as always if you listen to our episodes please please share that you've listened and tag um, us at critics on a bus on facebook and or instagram 
Or, um, similarly, you can reshare that you've listened directly from Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. That all really helps us kind of get noticed. Yeah, that that that's going to be the best help for us. So please, please do share and help us out there. That would be fantastic. All right, yeah. Well, we'll see you in the next one. See you next one. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.